0: To me, it's always good to lose. I don't like losing this late, but to lose this late and still get into the playoffs is good because Mm -hmm. now the pressure's off. Yeah. pressure's off.
1: In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one of a kind podcast network. I haven't talked to you since. I mean, we texted a bit. It was like, we went in the morning a little. Was like <laughs> Man,
0: it was a lot that happened. I mean, you're on the field, weren't you? Yeah, just for the opening the and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And It was dope. That was amazing. Yeah. The game was just way too close in the first half, right? Yep. Second half came through. Everything was still okay until, what, midway through the third quarter or so, and then it was just kind of, I don't know what happened exactly. Yeah. Obviously, the score was what the score was, but, (laughs) I mean, two of those long touchdown runs, that's 14 points right there. Yep. We can't do it, number one, on defense, but, I mean... The game was closer than what it should have been. For sure. I think Ohio State, in my honest opinion, I think they had the better talent. And I'm not too sure what it is outside of the folks on the team kind of being in a space of like the unknown, if that makes sense. Yep. To where Michigan beat them last year. So they had the confidence coming in. And Ohio State hasn't beat Michigan since 2019. And CJ Stroud. Weird. Never beat Michigan, right? So it yeah. was probably a little bit of that. I think that happened, so we lost that game, no Big Ten championship, and all of a sudden we're like, okay, I guess we're going to the Rose Bowl, and then we had some happenings that remind me of 2007, where yeah. everybody in front of us just kept losing, and in yeah. this situation, number three and number four lost, and here we are going yeah. to the playoffs, taking on Georgia, Yeah, obviously in the number four spot, so. Yeah, obviously we did not end the year the way that I wanted to, or the team wanted to. But at the end of the day, you fight to get into the playoffs, and here we are. And hopefully, the yep. boys can you know get their minds right and get ready to play because I know Georgia is definitely going to be ready to play.
1: Oh yeah, backing up real quick. Mm-hmm. So you're on the field before the game. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of hype. Maurice Claret had texted like he hasn't seen this energy in the city in a long time. The whole town mm-hmm. buzzing. Right. Whole nation buzzing about this game. Like when you were on the field, you'd had thoughts because someone asked me, It's like, well, you talk to Nate a lot. Like, what does he think's going to happen in the game? And I said, Man, he called it, I think, in October. Like, it's mm-hmm. a wrap. Mm-hmm. When you're on the field, were you starting to think differently or were you like, oh man, this is crazy? This is happening. Just no, how I, I thought. Mean,
0: on the field, I mean, players, they were locked in. Everyone was locked yeah. in. Everyone was excited, especially the older players as we made the tunnel for the, the current players to run through and to see the yeah. seniors go through, it was good. It seemed like the focus was there, if I'm being honest. Right. It was just, we just did not make the plays. And I think there was the one time, I forgot what quarter it was, maybe second. I think we ended up getting the penalty, and it may have been like second and 17 or whatever. We ended up getting it to third and somewhat manageable. And then I think it was like fourth down and three or fourth down and two. maybe on. Michigan's yeah. 45 or maybe at the 50 and CJ Stroud, you know, he wanted to go for it, but Ryan Day kind of right. sent the, I want to say he sent the punt team in or yep. maybe they kick the field goal but at that moment, it was one of those things where it's like that could have been a defining moment, right? I mean...
1: Yeah, so is that the play from what I understand, they had the fake punt called?
0: It looked like it was supposed to be a fake punt, but maybe someone yeah. didn't get the call but that thing, left side opened up like, man, yeah. Man
1: he might've run all the way. Oh man. Yeah. Cause they had the punt block and they were beat. So if he snaps it, they're behind him, they're Mm -hmm. running. You have the punt returner and Mm -hmm. a couple of the gunners. Yeah. And Ohio State has all the blockers. I mean, he might've walked in the end zone. So it's like, that's part of the game, right? Execution is part of the game.
0: If it wasn't fake punt, which I think it was, I think that's what
1: everyone was saying, right? And he even said it. I think he said it, it was. Yeah.
0: It goes back to where coach Trestle always said that punt is the most important play in football. Man. and that play <laughs> that separates everything like yeah you can win or lose a game on punt and yeah. that right there changed things because i remember yeah. and ryan day actually goes for the fake punt a lot i want to say he did it first either wisconsin or northwestern in the big 10 championship a couple years ago as well yeah it was during a time where we needed to play and because of that that's when we got everything rolling yeah so yeah man punt is super important I mean, it doesn't seem like it is,
1: but yeah, that'll make or break the game. Long snapper, right? Mm-hmm. And starting long snapper was hurt. Yeah, man. And out. you know they're not going to throw anybody onto the bus at that point. You know, he's a backup long snapper, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: possibly he made a mistake or the, some miscommunication somewhere happened. And but that's part of the game, right? Like those miscommunications. There's five breakdowns in that game that they go the other way. And I think, I think you're right because you said it right away. The first half is where the game was lost. Because you're going to, they're going to give up plays, right? Michigan's a good team. They're going to give up plays. And now you don't want to give up five touchdowns. Maybe you give up a 40 yard pass play. You'd want to tackle them then, you know, maybe hold them to a field goal. That's a win. And again, those plays are a part of the game. So you can't take them out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like if you just hold a little bit, but going back even sooner, like in the game, like get up early. And that's been their problem. They get inside that red zone and things tighten up and so many people were challenging Ryan Day. Ryan Day knows more about offense than most people in football, right? And they're upset about his play calling and everyone, you know, during the moment and people calm down after the fact. And then you watch some film and you watch it with some people who know football, who understand what's happening. And I don't know what you see or, you know, people that you talk to see, they use all these bubble screams a lot. Mm -hmm. And they're getting tackled. They're not gaining and they continually do it. But it looks like the play is going to work. It's the blocking. Yeah. They're not blocking on the perimeter. Yeah, they had the matchups that they wanted. You just, you got to execute. I mean, there was Marv, who's easily one of the best receivers in the country. Mm -hmm. I think it was a third. I think, I don't know if it was the play right before the punt on third down on one of the punts. And he blocked the wrong guy.
2: Mm -hmm. And he
1: actually opened it up for the other guy to come in there and Mm -hmm. make it an easier tackle. And it looked like, why would you call that play there? Well, Mm -hmm. if he blocks the right guy and does a good job engaging him, he's got a first down and maybe even more. And yeah. Chip him looked explosive out there. I mean, you know?
0: I, I would have gave Chip the ball a little bit more. That's just yeah.
1: me. I think... He was fresh.
0: I mean, but again, this is me old school, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan. Like, if you don't run the football, you're not going to win. That's just me yeah. old school. Seeing yep. Jonathan Wells go ahead and take mm. off on Michigan and seeing the runs that Pittman had and Maurice Clarette and Beanie and... Boom. I mean, it goes down the line of the runs that we've had as far as Absolutely. running backs just kind of breaking out in that game. And I would have rather had Chip get the ball a lot more because I think in the first half he had maybe, what, 12 carries or 11 carries for almost 70, 75 yards, something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, going back to those play calls, I mean, they called them. They had the matchups that they wanted. It was just more so the players going and executing, and yeah, you know maybe versus a Minnesota or Wisconsin or Rutgers, if you, you make the wrong block, on. it's fine, right? Yeah, but versus Michigan, like everything matters.
1: Every that little stuff, Dude, everything yep. matters because that game's so tight. There's two ways to look at that. One is they didn't call the wrong play. You know, that's one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But if his guys aren't capable of making those blocks, then why run? Because it's like and they're not going to do it.
0: Well, it's not that they're not capable of making it. They're them, not capable. Right? They're, they didn't do it. They just right? didn't do it. That comes right. down to a player doing his 111th.
1: But have they blocked on the perimeter? Like they've had receivers like Terry McLaurin, you go mm-hmm. back yeah. and Evan Spencer and other receivers, Michael Thomas, those guys blocked. And I'm not going to sit here and call Brian Hartline out or anything like these receivers are incredible. But mm-hmm. to work in that play design, if it's not working, then then you're just like yeah, that's got to be frustrating for somebody.
0: <laughs> or it's definitely frustrating. And to bring up Brian, like, yo, B Hart, one thing about him as a player, like he was a tough nose football player. Right. So he was right. a receiver who blocked on the perimeter. Like, so yeah. I think he's doing everything. He's teaching the kids, hey, this is what you're doing. This is your job. Because that's who he was as a player. It's sure. just that the players aren't going and making the blocks that they're supposed to. Right. Yeah. And that just comes down to maybe a want. Like, you have to want to block. Yeah. You know, I look back at when I was playing my guy, Torian Washington, in the Rose Bowl. I mean, we were throwing bubble screens left and right, and he was out there. He was starting, and he was blocking on the perimeter the entire game. Yeah. But he blocked his butt off, man. Like, again, when that play is drawn up and you know you're not getting the ball, it's a decision that you got to make. Like, either I'm going to go and do my 111th or I'm not.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I think that's kind of what happened. I mean, you mix that in with the motions and everything else that was going on. Players probably playing a little tight because the game was close. And that's when you need it the most. You need your
1: players to go and execute the most, right? So, Yeah. And we thought that could have been it. Well, they get to line up and do it all over again. And we thought Michigan's defense was tough. Georgia's to a different level. They're going to have to do it again. And so are they going (laughs) to...
0: Listen, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. George is out yeah. here. They're the defending champs. I mean, at this point, we're going to find out what we're made of. Yeah. At least everyone to be healthy or healthier. You know, we have a month. Well, less than a yeah. month now. I mean, Their running play. backs weren't healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we should be fine. I mean, if we can get, you know, Henderson and Williams back on top of, I mean, I like Chip at running back. Honestly, I don't think he needs to go on the other side of the ball ever again. <laughs> like I think mean, yeah. we keep it where he is, yeah. just a relief because we saw this year what happens. Yeah, man, I think this is the time, and a lot of people are talking about, well, which we call the Jackson Smith and Benjiba, not like coming back and he's declared for the draft, right? And people are like a little upset about it, but at the end of the day, he hasn't played all year, so it's not going to affect our offense one way or the other, right? And right. Kudos for him. I mean, he's still hurt, and he's got to go and do what's best for him and his family. And I'll never fault a kid for doing that. And again, he has not played the entire year, really. So right. it's not going to affect it one way or the other. Now, yeah. CJ Stroud was like, hey, <laughs> I'm not playing in the bowl game. I'm not playing. That's different, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, him being on, that's not that big of a deal. But yeah, man, we got to step up Georgia, obviously. And it's basically a home game for Georgia. Let's
1: call it what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's the third game in the stadium this year.
0: Yeah, it's a home
1: game. Ohio State travels well. 70 miles. We
0: definitely travel well, but it's a home game for them.
1: There'll be a lot of Buckeyes. There's a lot living in the South. I mean, I'm not four hours and tickets are a little crazy right now, but like, if you want to go down there, you can get it. But, you know, JSN is funny because everyone's got opinions and, you know, people just like, oh, I heard there's some receiver for Ohio State that just bailed on his teammates. Like, those are the narratives you hear because they catch a clip of some guy saying, like, that's what happened. But... It's like we've talked about all year. There's so much noise. Oh, yeah. It's completely useless. And people are going to have their opinions and they're going to have their their little subtle shots that they want to take. Like, I agree with you. Like, man, the kid's got to do what he's got to do. And if he's hurt, he's hurt. Like, what do you want? Like, hamstrings are no joke. He's a receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lives and dies by that burst. I mean, he's got this sudden burst you know, he could be standing at a standstill and we've seen it and just catch the ball and you shoot out a cannon right down the... Like, you can't do that if your hamstring's at 85%. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, all of these guys were friends with Jamison Williams and they watched him tear his knee up and he just played in his first game this last week in the NFL. I mean, he's been out for like an entire year. Yeah, And it, luckily for him, it didn't hurt his draft stats for the most part.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, would he go 11 or 12?
1: Some yes, crazy he still like, went. So, yes, nuts, it, it man.
0: good. But he also played the entire year. They yeah. saw what he can do. They know he has yep. speed. Know he can be effective in special teams and offense, and really on coverage because he was covering kicks when he was at Ohio State. So, like, Man. he did all three phases of the well, yeah, three yeah. phases of the game. So that helped him.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, he had to do what he had to do. So, yeah, I'm not
1: mad at it. No, no. Now, fans and people and media will be mad if they show up and they do what they just did. If they lose again, and they could lose. I'm not saying they have to like win, but it's like, it's the way they went down. Like you talked about those last runs at the end and people talk about soft. They talk about this, but it's like, when you watch those plays and you study those plays, it's like, it was a missed like assignment, right? Miss gap. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was softness. I don't think these guys aren't tough. The double move, I think if anything, it's, well, yeah, you're going to get a double move, man. When you play with no help behind you and the defensive line doesn't get home. So the whole point of those plays, and you tell me the, what I understand, it's the defensive line or the front seven's job to hit the quarterback before he has time to throw the ball. And if you don't, and he pulls a double move, man, he might be wide open. And then the other one, the Cameron Brown one was it's a tough tackle.
0: Yeah. Listen,
1: there's things like
0: that, but also, and again, McCarthy, I always said he was a good leader. Never said he was a great quarterback. We made him look like an All-American quarterback. Just, yeah, he threw all over us, but our DBs were lost. I'm not too sure what happened. If I'm yeah. being honest with you, they were just lost. Okay. These guys were yeah. wide open. I mean, some of it was probably experience because I know Martinez, I think he ended yeah. up getting like turned around a few different times. Yeah, so that was he more a so, move put on him. Yeah, but that was more so alignment on him. He was trying to figure out an alignment to where he could get comfortable and mm-hmm. run, but then he got lost. And
1: McAllister came out for a play and obviously they knew as soon yeah. as McAllister came out, they went right at him. Yeah, yeah. And a Michigan's offensive line is one of their strengths, and the defensive line did not. They have time, right? If you're going to pull a double move, that means the defensive line should have some time to get to the quarterback.
0: I mean, we should have to have some time, but I mean, we can't run around wide open like that. I mean, those receivers are wide open, like yeah, double move or not, like that was too wide
2: open. Yeah, <laughs> like, guess, like that. yeah, it was like yeah. it was bad.
1: What do you think? Okay, so you're back there playing safety or coming up in the line and covering mm-hmm. the slot receiver, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And you know you have zero coverage, like you're the guy. Like if they have a shot, like it's well, you or nothing.
0: If it's zero coverage, depending on the down a distance, I know I have to cover this guy. If it's zero coverage like that, I don't know if we had a single high safety or what was going on. I have to go back and look at the film, but in zero coverage, at least when we played, we would do it on say like close to the goal line, or it had to be like third and I don't know, four or five, whatever it might be. Yeah. I knew yep. that I had to cover this person for at least three seconds three and a half seconds, guard the sticks, and then hopefully the pressure gets there. The D-line or linebacker, someone's going to get there. So, I mean, you have to understand, like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And half the time, too, when you're back there and you're covering, depending on, let's just call it zero coverage, the receiver's going to run one route. Yeah. And as a defender, as soon as that receiver stops, he, like, you kind of stop. And we're taught to lock your eyes on that receiver and run with him wherever he goes right? But if you're not playing discipline, which this happens a lot more often than not, like as soon as that receiver stops, the DB then peeks into the backfield, right?
2: Mm, yeah, and as soon as you yeah. look
0: away, that receiver can be gone. gone. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, dang. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of that probably happened too. So, it, there's a lot that could have happened. Fast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah. happens so quick. I mean, I'm talking about just a peak, and then that guy's yeah. gone. Yeah. So, down to discipline. Not discipline.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. can't have it.
0: You can't have it. I mean, to me, it's always good to lose. I don't like losing this late, but to lose this late and still get into the playoffs is good because mm-hmm. now the pressure's off. Yeah. The pressure's off.
1: Yeah. I want to sit there for a second because you're from Ohio, played for Ohio State, beat Michigan, and yeah, you had that one game at the end. Like We do not have to talk about it. Michigan, the game is a big deal. Like It's a really big deal. It's the game. It's probably the number one rivalry in all sports. At the same time, and we're going into playoffs, and we talked about it, and there's be 12 teams in the playoffs pretty soon, and there's a good chance, and, and we would have known, going this game, both teams were in the playoff, no matter mm-hmm. what would have happened if this was three years from now. Mm-hmm. Both teams are in the playoffs in the 14 playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Ohio State's in the playoff. Now, a lot of stuff had to happen, and we didn't know that at the time. And I'm not saying, let's question, like, is the rivalry not mean as much? It does. It means all the same things. I get all that. But national championship is still out there. At the end of the day, and you want to win, but man, like, you can win a national championship still, even with losing to that team.
0: Yeah, but we don't want to lose that team. Number one, because we don't, but number two, yep. if you lose to them, there's no Big Ten championship. I get it, yeah. You can make the playoffs, cool. Right. But,
1: like, there's no Big Ten championship. What's your pecking order, though? If, like, you only had to pick one. Championship, national. Big Ten championship, Michigan. You can only have one. Well, I might have multiple because if I beat Michigan, then I'm definitely
0: right. going to get a Big Ten championship. So I know I can get at least two of the three.
1: You could play for it. You might lose. Let's say you beat Michigan, you go to mm-hmm. the Big Ten championship, you lose in that game, it keeps you out of the playoffs for whatever reason. Like, you only get one. Only get one? You can think about it. We can come back next week.
0: <laughs> uh, if I only get one, I'm yep. going
1: with uh, beating Michigan. Wow. Okay.
0: That's how much it means, if I'm being honest. Like, you can't lose. So, like, don't lose to them. Yeah. Okay. But... Obviously, taking the emotion out of it, yeah, you want to win the Nash, so you'll definitely yeah. take a national championship yeah, over the Ohio State-Michigan game. But yeah, how it's been set up, you can't win the national title without beating this team. Now, it just worked out for us this year, and we're in the playoffs, but yeah. typically the Big Ten championship and national yeah. championship
1: go through this game. It, it does. But that's changing. But now that it's changing, two years from now. Yeah, that's different now. It's all changing. It's going to change the game. So that's a little bit different, but... Life is changing in college. College football... Everything's changing. Now, I would say, what would CJ Stroud want?
0: Listen, college football is changing in such a, a rapid manner to the fact that, like, we have players right now that are making more than their position coaches. Yeah. So, like, bro, just... As a coach in college, like you almost have to start approaching the game as like NFL. Like the way that you used to talk to these kids and this, that, the other, like it's not going to work anymore because these kids, some of them are making as much if not more than you, number one. But number two, you just have to treat it like a business. You have to start treating it more of a business mindset, expectations of a business. But I also think since these players are getting paid more and the expectations are a little bit higher, I think accountability has to go up as well. If a player's not doing what he's supposed to do, then at that point, even though that player may have a four-year scholarship, if he's not doing what you're supposed to do, you can, I mean, go to the AD whatever it may be and say, hey, we can pay for a school. But as far as scholarship count, I don't want my scholarships to count for XYZ player anymore and then figure out a way to bring someone else in. So mm. it was already a business, but I think the approach is going to be even more like a business now. We're
1: seeing it. Yeah. We're seeing it this year. Like You see the transfer portal. I haven't looked today, but as of yesterday, there was over a thousand athletes or a thousand football players, I should say, Mm -hmm. are in that portal. That's not all of college sports. I'm talking about just football. And they said last year, 30-something percent of those kids either didn't find a landing spot or found a landing spot in a different league, like a different division, like like a lesser division. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, the transfer portal only works if you work. Does that make sense? It does. Like you can't just not work at whatever school you're at not go to class, aren't doing your workouts, not watching film, aren't studying your playbook, X, Y, Z, and expect, oh, I'm going to go to the transfer portal and I'm going go to another school and it's all going to work out. Mm. It's not going to work that way. Yeah, Your habits have to be there in order yeah. for you to be successful. I look at Joe Burrow. I mean, that's a great example to use. He worked his butt off. Worked his butt off at Ohio State. And I said it back in the day And people used to argue with me. I always said Joe Burrow should have been the starting quarterback over Dwayne Haskins. I've said it, and I'll go to the grave with it. I got receipts. I'm sure it's going to pop up on Facebook to where I'll be like, yeah, I said it. That's what I said. Not saying Dwayne Haskins wasn't a good quarterback, because clearly, I mean, (laughs) he was great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. RIP, that's Dwayne. But I always thought Joe Burrow should have been the starter. And I didn't think, just because he hurt his thumb, broke his thumb, that he should have lost his spot. However. I remember watching that Michigan game where JT goes down, Dwayne Haskins goes in.
3: That's what he and wanted. And we
0: win the game. And at that point, I said, Joe Burrow will never play football at Ohio State.
1: Yeah. Like, it was over. It was solidified. And when you think about what just happened this last week, mm-hmm. when them losing, and you see Haskins come in, and they are talking shit about him on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and they got him mic'd up, and he comes and throws that pass into, like, tight coverage. Into tight
0: coverage. <laughs> <And> Matt <laughs> catches the, the ball, takes a hit, too, but great yeah. catch.
1: Yeah, he took a hit.
0: Yeah, I mean, at that point, I saw that I said, man, Joe Burrell's never going to play at Ohio State. Yeah. But again, I say all that to say he worked. Mm. So when he got to LSU, he had success. I mean, he lost some games that first year, but he had success because he already built the habits. You can't enter a portal and think, oh, everything's going to change for me now. Like nothing changes unless you change. Right. It don't matter what it is, whether it's football, whether it's a job, whatever it may be, if you're not changing your habits, in preparation for this next opportunity, like nothing's going to change for you. You're going to end up being the same exact person.
1: Well, that's why they say people get divorced, often get married two, three, four times because they become, they didn't. Now the people that do work on themselves mm-hmm. and what they did wrong in that relationship, those things will appear in the second, third, fourth, fifth relationship is the same. And then to expect a teenager to have to deal with, like you said, not to mention the connections, like the coaching community is tight. And I get it. They're rivals. They also talk. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, a lot of these coaches are calling their former position coach, their former, like, tell me about this kid. We're thinking about bringing him in, the backup tight end. It's like, man, he doesn't want to work. Yeah. Well, people lose jobs.
0: I'll also say this too, on the whole player situation. There's a difference between a kid who's just lazy or a kid that's just like, it's just not working out for him, not a good fit, mentally not there, like doesn't feel like he's part of the team. Like those two kids are different. Totally, The lazy kid, it's not going to happen. Now the kid who's just out of place, goes to another school, feels finally at home. Yep. Like that's different compared to someone who's just not going to (laughs) work. You have to be willing to put in the work in order for it to be successful.
1: Yeah. Not every kid transferring deserves to be shit on because they're transferring. Like we've talked to a lot of guys Mm. and it's an amazing opportunity that exists. It's just, there's a lot going on. I've also heard COVID, when COVID first happened and they were doing recruiting visits, they weren't allowed to go see the kids. And so they said there's more misses in that class. I think it was a 2020 class has more misses because they didn't develop relationships with the kid and the family. And they don't truly know who that kid is because they never actually spent time with them. They they Mm -hmm. saw him only on Zoom a few times. And so that's interesting. And then you have the NIL where they got that kid from Bama and he apparently had a really good year, didn't allow any sacks or whatever his backup is making more money than he's making playing at Bama, right? So I'm not saying that's the reason he's transferring. So it's just, there's so many variations and so many levels to this whole transfer portal NIL deal. And like you said before, it's a business. And I think everybody deserves to have their opportunity Mm -hmm. to make the change. Now, what happens with that? I don't know what, you know, are you going to be Joe Burrow? Are you going to be Justin Fields and put yourself in this incredible situation and better position? Maybe. Or are you going to possibly not like it's no different than those kids going to the NBA? They leave early and they don't get drafted and it doesn't work out for them. You know, it's like they had a right to do it and they should exercise that right if they want, but it, it could go, I don't know which way it goes. And it just seems dangerous territory that they're in and there's no control. It feels like, and I've heard this explained to me and I agree with it, it's like the Wild West. There's no rules or regulations to any of it. And it's just a total free for all. And I don't know where all the advice is coming from. I'm sure some people are getting good advice, and I'm sure some people are getting terrible advice. Eddie George was talking about it. You know, he's like dealing with adversity and not starting and pushing to be a starter. But at the same time, like I asked, who did I ask? Solomon, and he said, I would have transferred because I wasn't going to play here. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about.
0: It depends. I mean, it just, like I said, it depends on the player.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Back in the day, if the portal was what it was right now, and I remember that I remember when it happened too. I think it was uh, back in 2009. I think I was at a practice and we were just doing like open field tackling, whatever. And I go up and as I'm going in, it's my rep. And someone was like, Oh, well, my coach at the time was like, Kurt, go ahead, and get the rep. And then Kurt walks in, tries the Kurt Coleman. And I was like, No, it was my rep. Like, I got it. And like me and Kurt are going back and forth. And then the coaches are going back and forth. Me, Kurt, and the coach are going back and forth. And eventually, like, they have to pull me off the field in order to let Kirk get the rep. And at that moment, I was like, bro, I'm not going to play here. I can't even get a rep right here. Mm. And it had nothing to do with Kirk, necessarily. But it was like, at that moment, I was like, bro, I can't even get a rep right now, regardless of Kirk being the starter, whatever it may be. If I can't get a rep, like, you don't see me in your future, if that makes sense. So, like, I was like, yo, At that point, I should have been, like, gone. And that's actually when I started actually looking at different schools or whatnot. But it was like, man, it was so many different rules to where I was yeah. like, I don't even know if I can even transfer, really. Yeah. Because I was a shirt sophomore, I was like, dang, I would have to sit out my shirt junior year. That would just leave me with one year compared yeah. to if that would have happened my redshirt freshman year, I would have been gone. Yeah. Easy, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. But yeah, like situations like that, like you just—I okay. mean, it was what it was, man. Right. You know, but. I also think because I did not transfer, I learned a lot of lessons, right? I pushed through it and there's yep. nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to play football.
1: I was going to say, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I wanted to play and I can't get a rep. I can't play right here. So like, why am I still here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man, I think there's so many different situations to where it's like, yo, it just depends on the kid, the situation, what's going on. But yep. either way, I mean, it's just, a, it's, I don't know. There's lessons in everything. There's lessons in transferring. There's lessons in staying. There's lessons in continuing to push through an injury and then finally scoring a touchdown, right? Yeah. Your one and only touchdown that you've ever scored after three ACL tears. And then there's some times where some player who tears a muscle, whatever it may be, and says, you know what, I'm done playing football. Yeah. So there's lessons in everything, right? So yeah, just depends on what path you take and that's it and yeah kind of got preachy right there but i mean
1: no it's good man but that's the truth i think you're allowing you're speaking to allow these kids and whoever might be listening and thinking through these things to do what's best for them and they're going to hear noise right like you see some that, you just read how oh, this kid's transferring that kid's transferring this has happened that's man there's so much judgment being passed like They want to make their decision, let them make their decision. And and they have to live with that, but Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have to deal with, man, I guess that just comes with the territory. The player has to block that out. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people have decisions to make and I think they should be allowed. And I think it's good. And I think you would agree that it's good that they have to get these decisions. You just hope they're thinking through it all, right? But it's tough. It's like you have 40 days. Now think about the playoff teams. Some kids have already transferred or announced their intentions on transferring. And then I think it's January 9th is the championship game. And January 18th is the deadline to declare. And you're in practice. You're doing all these things. I'm like, you're giving these kids nine days to make this decision. And I mm-hmm. get it. They've been thinking about it before. Mm-hmm. But that's just, I don't know, man. Like, there's no rules and regulation. And then they just throw some ridiculous, like, timeline on top of it. Yeah. It is what it is, man. And
0: it's money, too. There's definitely money. I think it's, is it Taraja? Taraja Mitchell? Yeah. Is a Mitchell yeah. last name? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. he announced... He's transferring, but he's practicing. He's staying, staying. but at least he knows. Hey, listen, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like I said, the transfer portal it gives kids a good option because if I'm being honest, it got to a point. At least at Ohio State, there was a good I don't know, probably six to eight month period, which is I mean, let's just call it a year, right? To where like I was over there debating like, man, I don't even know if I want to play football anymore, right? Because staying here. At the time, staying there, not getting the reps, like not really me and my coach kind of butting heads. Like it was kind of like, bro, the love for the game and the passion for the game was gone. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to play anymore. And like I said, the game is way too hard to play on any level, especially college or NFL, if you don't love it. Yeah. I would tell any student athlete that's listening to this if you truly love the game and you're in a situation where you're feeling like you don't love it anymore, I would say, Take a step back, write down what's going on, write down the things that you can control, look at it, do an audit. And if it makes sense for you to stay, then stay and work it out. But if it makes sense for you just to part ways and go somewhere else, then do that. Yeah. Whatever's best for you and your mental health. Because, yeah. you know, once you get to a point where you don't want to play mentally, you feel like you don't want to play, then whatever edge that you had, it starts to go away because now the people that love the game and still want to play are starting to go a little bit above you, starting to, you know, gain on you, so.
1: Yeah, then it's a matter of if you're not going to play, what are you going to do with that time when you're not playing? Exactly. Because now you have all that extra time and it could be amazing things that you could do, Mm -hmm. but you just don't want to get caught in not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk. It just really started picking up because we're talking about NIL, kids transferring, recruits, Ohio State, not getting all the five stars that they're used to getting. And a lot's being said about their starting salary, and their NIL collective is not enough. It's not competing with University of Miami. There's talk of a cornerback that's committed to for Ohio State, and he's going to go to Miami. Miami's not even in a bowl game, and I get it. Like a lot of these players aren't necessarily coming to win championships and playing bowl games. They're coming to make money and get a chance to play in the NFL. There's concern that Ohio State is behind, as well as Michigan and some of these other teams, that the collective, that the way that they're going to pay these kids is not. And then you got Dion going to Colorado and basically said, our program's wide open. Don't sign with them yet. If you're a five-star, I got options for you. And I'm not saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that like we talked about a little while ago, college football, it doesn't look anything like it used to look, you know, it's always been a business. There's always been side deals, but it's like, you need a bag to secure that player. Now.
0: I would say the only difference in college football now is that the money's going to the players outside of just the university and, If you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm taking your scholarship away. Like That controls, it's shifting towards the player, which is good, but then you run into issues like here, right? Yeah. Where it's like, dang, we need more money in order to bring XYZ player in. What are we going to do? And I kind of look at it like, at the end of the day, if you're going after this one five-star kid, that this is what it's going to take to get them there. And then you have, at least for Ohio, a four or three-star kid that you're looking at, He may not be as athletically gifted as that five-star, but he loves Ohio State. He's always wanted to go to Ohio State, and this is what he'll pretty much do anything for the Ohio State University. Then you got to kind of make the decision and say, hey, we're going to go with this kid instead of that kid.
1: Right. Do you run the risk?
0: Because that three-star, four-star guy is going to be the one that's going to fight.
1: And he's going to stay there.
0: He's going to be the one that's going to fight, especially like a Michigan game, for example, and it's tight. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy you can go and you can count on Versus a kid who's just getting paid and huh,
1: it is what it is. What's interesting is like these quarterbacks and receivers take it very simply at Ohio State. They're looking at Brian Day, number one, heartline, the history, what they've done to say, I want to go there. But they could be lured to say, well, I'm going to make $50,000. let us just say, I'm just using numbers, $50,000 at Ohio State. But I could go to University of Miami or Texas A&M, who has not produced the same clip of NFL players, let's say but they're gonna give me $250,000 or a million dollars or I don't know. All of a sudden, it's like Ryan Day, who's a really good recruiter. Obviously, Ryan Hartline, really good recruiter. It might not matter because at the end of the day, the only thing that they were looking at, and that's fine that they are. And I'm not judging the player for thinking that way at all because there's no guarantee that they make it to the league to say, it doesn't matter how good of a recruiter you are. I'm going to Miami. I could care less if we can't score touchdowns. I just got paid... $250,000. I just got paid a million dollars to go play football at Miami. Life-changing money. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, if someone offered me $250,000 to come to the university and play ball there, I'm going because now I know at least with some of that money, I can take care of my family. Right. Some of it, right? Not all, but some of the money in my mind, I can take care of my family. So of course- For sure. Being offered- money that you've never seen before definitely yeah you'll get a yeah. kid there but it's gonna come down to whether that kid really truly wants to be an ohio state buckeye whatever it yeah. may be and from there i mean i'm not a part of the collective to say, hey yeah, this is what they yeah. should do nor do i know the rules yeah but but to start working on sponsorships and everything else they like better you do. get it because i'll tell yeah, you so, what
1: fans are freaking out because mm-hmm. you want to see how ohio state doesn't compete anymore, they stop getting the top talent. I mean, now I agree with you. Now you can go about it a different way, but they're going to have to figure out real soon how they're going to do this because the amount of five stars that they're getting, the number is going down every single year. It doesn't mean they're not going to get talent because I yeah. would say like, well, they lost this running back. You know what? They'll find like a Mayan Williams. He was one of the last kids in the class and he's pretty good, right? Like he was a, considered a three star. Like he looks like kid. way more than the, an Ohio kid. You want him healthy in that game against Georgia. But like people panic a little bit, but it's early. And I think Ohio State will come to their senses. They'll figure something out. But it's not even Ohio State. It's the boosters. It's the collective. It's people. Ryan Day has no... He doesn't get to choose who shows up with the bag of money to make sure that Dylan Rayola, which you know he's locked in as far as we know, but Nebraska's got a new coach. And I don't know, do they go pony up and go find $2 million to give that kid to say come play where your dad played, if they lose that kid, I'm telling you, man, people are going to freak out in Columbus.
0: <laughs> I think we already lost one of the quarterbacks for that class, didn't we? Or maybe a class afterwards or before or something like that.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he was ever going to, he wasn't the guy. He didn't seem like, but who knows. Yeah. But still, yeah, they did Yeah, but him. either
0: way, they. I mean, again, you're going to have to start looking again. You're going to have to decide, okay, we want these five, again, five stars, four stars, I get it. But yeah, you're going to have to start looking at the program and say, how can I build a winning team
1: outside yeah. of the stars? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. You obviously need people to raise money. You mm-hmm. got to find money. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. College football teams need general managers, like just like the NFL in their own way. It's
0: like the AD. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. But it is. But I'm saying, like the football like program, the football program
0: and, the, yeah, you know, and basketball, basketball is going to be
1: crazy. Yeah. One kid changes your whole future. (laughs)
0: You're going to have to figure it out. Either you're going to play what they call it, money ball. Yeah. Like the athletics did. Yeah. You got to find out who can do what, play money ball that way. Yeah. Or you're going to have to do both, play money ball and get more donors. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can have a whole bunch of five stars and pay them a whole bunch of money, but if you're not winning games and they're not fighting, it does not matter.
1: You talk about coaches that you know and coaches that coach you. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be at some point where some of these coaches are just like, this is crazy. This is all too much. I
0: guarantee Coach Fick is probably like, no.
1: Why am I not in the NFL?
0: Listen, you're going to come here and you're going to come to this university and play here because you want to play here. Okay. I'm going to recruit you, but there's only a certain amount of things that I'm willing to do. Like at a certain point. If I have to pay you money in order to say, hey, I want to play at XYZ, then that's what you're
1: going to have to do. I don't know. Coach Fick is definitely one that's like, no. Yeah. But he's going to have to pay some guys to get some of them, right? Like, does it hit to a certain point? And I get it. There's only 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL, but there's position coaches and all that to say, I can't take this anymore. But you know, at the same time, the NFL's got their, they got stuff that you're dealing with. You're dealing with people who are definitely making more money than you are, like every single player on the team, unless you're one of the top coaches. I don't know. It's a lot, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens over these next few years. With all these new rules and changes and even more money coming through.
0: No, I agree. That's for sure. And I randomly have music playing somewhere in my house. No idea where it's coming from.
1: That's a background. It's just background noise. I like it, man. <laughs> it's like I'm in a Mexican restaurant or something. Yeah, hear yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Felt like I was in an elevator or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coaches going to have to figure it out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to have to do what, but yeah. we're going to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can fast forward real quick and we'll be talking more because we got like 20-something days for this game to take place. Georgia's obviously different and they're really good. They won the championship last year, but like, the SEC always has the benefit of the doubt. There's no doubt about it. They didn't play Bama this year and Bama wasn't as good. They beat Tennessee. You know, they beat Oregon in the first game and it kind of whipped up them pretty good. Like, is it possible that the SEC is just like overhyped and Georgia's Although really good, I mean, they're beatable. I don't see this team as being like, I cannot believe there's no chance they have to beat George. Like if Ohio State shows up and their offense plays and they have a good defense, like I'm not going to sit there and say just because they gave up some big plays against Michigan that they're not good all of a sudden. Like they're a tough matchup. They're different. They got the tight ends. But like if Ohio State plays their game and CJ Stroud makes the right reads and their receivers block, like, Ohio State can score 40, I feel like, I truly feel like on anybody. Now, if they show up and they don't play that game, yeah, then they get beat by two scores easy. But like, man, they're easily good enough to win this game. I mean, when you hear me talk like that, like, you agree, you differ, you're like, no, man, they got to play the best game they've ever played to even have a chance. I don't know.
0: They have a chance. At the end of the day, look, they are the defending national champions, right? They've been there. They have experience. Their offense is crazy. Their defense is crazy, right? But Ohio State has guys too. So we can play the game too. So it's just going to come down to, can they go and execute? And I think being the underdog and sneaking in and losing to Michigan and being, like I said, the fourth seed, I think it's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. I mean, I'm sure the players saw the conversations that we were all having on social media. I mean, I've said it last year. and I said they got tougher this year, but that Michigan game, I was like, man, we're missing some toughness. So I think they've heard those conversations that have happened. They had to hear and see all the memes that were going on too. Yeah. So they're definitely going to be fired up. Yeah. That's for sure. So I think we definitely stand a chance against them. I will never count Ohio State out. Yeah. We just have to perform. Our defensive line has to have a great, great game, and yeah, we're going to have to make sure that we – put the clamps on that tight end. I forgot dude's yeah. name, but that dude is different. Yeah,
1: Brock Bowers. Yeah. The, yeah. I heard On Connolly talking to, he was talking to Zach Smith and he was saying they don't have the dogs in that locker. room. He's like flat out. And I'm not saying that they can't change, but he was being very honest about his opinion of what took place there. He's like, mistakes are going to happen. You're going to get beat, you know, whatever. That's fine. But he's like, who's going to step up? Who's going to be that guy to call somebody out? to MF somebody and be like, that can't happen. So I don't know. Like, you know, these guys more. He was talking about the Michigan game. He's just talking about the roster in general. He was very concerned about how they were even last year said, Emeka Buka said, we took him for granted. We overlooked that game a little. He's like, you just don't say those things.
0: Listen, where is Gary on from? Is he from Ohio? He's from Ohio. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't care what it is. You have to recruit Ohio kids. Not saying yeah. that we don't, because we have Ohio kids yeah. on it, but like, yeah, fam, I mean, yeah, like you need Ohio kids. Not saying that only Ohio kids are dogs and X, Y, Z, but like,
1: oh, man. you need
0: that. It means a little yeah. bit more.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, so you got Stroud from California, Abuka's from Washington, right? Marv's from Philly. Mm-hmm. So those are just three players. Come Travion, where's he from? Maryland?
0: Virginia, I believe.
1: That Yeah, the D.C. area, something.
0: But then you got... Cade Stover, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where's he from? He's Ohio.
0: He's from Ohio. I think Ashland or something like that. Like, yeah. Eichenberg, Ohio. Like, these kids yeah. got this mentality of
1: like that have to ingrain it. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you need, and again, I don't know the Ohio State roster to say there's not that many Ohio guys on it, right? But there's certain, like, you just need Ohio guys playing Ohio State in order, number one, to have success in the game. Yeah. Number one. Not saying there aren't a Ohio guys that don't have success, but you need Ohio guys to do that. Yeah. Because if you don't, if these kids get out of Ohio and they go to Michigan, and now my concern outside of Michigan is Wisconsin because of Coach Fitz,
3: mm. Yeah. You're
0: going to be in for a rude awakening. I don't care how many stars you have in your roster. Yeah. The five-star, four-star, like, yo, these Ohio kids don't care.
1: Yeah. Ohio State seemed to be playing up until last year, two seasons. Win the Big Ten a certain way and whatever you got to do, and then play on the national level against Clemson and Alabama. They were playing two different seasons and it was a different game almost. And they could almost win all of those other games however they needed to win it and just make sure you don't lose to Michigan. And they did that. The difference is Michigan leveled up. And I think, I mean, there's a different team. Like, I don't know if Urban goes 7-0 and against a Michigan team that's as good as this Michigan team is compared to- I think to- Urban does. You do it? Yeah.
0: Where's Urban from?
1: Yeah, no, I get it. He's from Ohio. <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying, <laughs> like, it's different. I yeah. don't know how to explain it other than it's different. And those things yeah. matter. I can't explain it. Yeah. I'll never be able to explain it to you other than like, yo, they're from Ohio. It just yeah. is what it is. Desmond Howard, where's he
1: from? Is he from Ohio? He's from
0: Ohio. Went to Michigan.
1: Yeah. Guys? Yeah.
0: He's talking shit again, man. Charles Woodson, where's he from?
1: Ohio. I'm just saying, like yeah. these dudes are yeah. going back. Okay, so Ohio high school football, unbiased. Like, where does it stand as far as like whether it's, maybe there's two ways to look at it. One is top tier, right? Top athletes, like the number one, top 10 player versus depth. You know, so you have both of them. Like, where do you see Ohio ranking compared to Texas, California, Florida, and and Georgia? I don't know where we rank. Not rank. Like, where do you
0: think, is it better than when you were there? I don't think it's like, we have more athletes in Ohio or this, that, the other, but like, we just have football players. Yeah. Who are gritty, who just like fight. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Not saying other yeah. schools and other places do not, but Ohio is just a different brand of football.
1: Yeah. You need that brand back. Luke Keekley, he comes to mind. Where's he from? Yeah, that's it, man.
0: <laughs> not saying that there's not other players from other states that aren't dogs. For I'm sure. not saying that, but like, yeah. This is very, it's very different. But again, yeah. If we don't start recruiting the great Ohio players and making sure that all the great Ohio players stay at Ohio State, if they end up going to Michigan or Wisconsin, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, like the roster at Michigan State when somehow randomly they kept beating us. They beat us in the Big Ten Championship in the one time back in yeah 2015. The roster was filled with Ohio players.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Michigan doesn't have the same talent Mm -hmm. or the same type of football player. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now Michigan's recruiting and. I mean, this is just one person, but there was a kid from my high school, plays O-line. He was at the Ohio State-Michigan game this year. Saw the game, they interviewed him, and he was like, yeah, after that game, Michigan's now number one on my list. Yeah. Plays offensive line. Now, the issue is, there's two other kids at my high school. They're twins. That are offensive linemen. So if he's leaning at Michigan.
1: Yeah, you know, they are too.
0: And talking about Michigan it means those two might be leaning towards Michigan. Yep. And now if you get those yep. three linemen going up to Michigan, that might be an issue. Yeah. But my school just won back-to-back state championships. That's it. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, yo, yeah. like you need the old linemen. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. It's important. Yeah. And I heard, I don't know if it was that kid, because there's a few of them that were there. They weren't even recruited. By Ohio State. Now I don't know if they were at the level because they're three star kids, and Ohio State's like, no, 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 man. We're looking at this kid in Georgia or Texas or Cal, wherever yeah. they might be. They're just national, right? Yeah. And I think that's good. And I think, but like you said, you're not asking for every kid to be from Ohio like it no. was True. back when my dad was there, right? right. Like you're yeah. looking for a blend.
0: Yeah, you need a blend, but also you can't let these kids get out because even uh yeah. number zero from Michigan, I think he was a receiver and now he moved to like safety or something. I think that kid's from Dayton. And he was tearing yeah. us up and <laughs> got out of Ohio. Like you not can't let these yeah. kids get out. Like you can't keep everybody. Right. That's the reality of the situation. But yeah, you at least got to recruit the kids. Yeah. And like, they got to be somewhat of a priority. And again, yeah. I say all that to say, I don't know what's going on with the recruiting. Yep. I'm not in the it's recruiting room at Ohio state. I can't tell yep. you if they're recruiting Ohio or not, but what I can tell you is that Michigan Made a statement, beating Ohio State two years in a row. Yeah. Ohio kids are not looking at that. But now you have Coach Fickle, did great things, always recruited great in Ohio and PA. Yeah. At Ohio State. Went down to Cincinnati, continued to do great things, recruiting those areas and got more exposure in the different states, Florida, whatever it may be. Now he's at Wisconsin. He's already built relationships with these coaches in Ohio, PA to say the other. So like There's going to be a lot of kids that are going to be looking at Wisconsin now, too, which Mm. they never really looked at before. But now that Coach Fickle's there, it changes the game. So it's going to get tough, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be something crazy. However, one thing I know about the Ohio State-Michigan game is if Ohio State loses, it's typically because there was somebody from Ohio that played a big part in that loss. Mm. So,
1: I mean, it just is what it is. Well. They got to figure it out. For right now, for this year, it's the team that's on the field. That's the team that's showing up to Atlanta. And that's the game they got to win. And they got quarterbacks from California. So can't change that. My bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, the quarterback being from Cali, no big deal. CJ still, I mean, he's a dog. This year, I really thought it was going to be his Heisman year. If he beat Michigan, definitely would have. I think it's probably going to go
1: to that kid from TCU. But there's still a chance. You said he's a dog. Is he a dog? Is he that guy? I think he is. I think he
0: is a dog. I think he's just, he doesn't run. He ran more this year than he did last year. Yeah. But like CJ, dog, we needed you to run. You didn't. And it hurt. He scrambled. Yeah. But like, bro, like just take five, seven yards, slide, get up and go. Yeah. I don't know,
1: man. I think
0: he is a dog.
1: They got to let it all hang out. I mean, this is it. This is the game.
0: Got to let go and let God. Got to let go, man. Yeah. That's it, man. It's good. Yeah, man. That's pretty much all I have. Yeah, man. Go Bucks. We'll see what happens. Moving forward, we're going to take on Georgia and we're going to get a pop.
1: In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up anyway that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one of a kind podcast network.